Hello everybody and welcome to part two of our Final Fantasy XV cursed feature. (laughs) (laughs) This is the second time we've had to record this because I had an issue with my Audacity microphone. (laughs) Both episodes has taken us two times to re-record. Actually I think the first the first one took us three times I think. Yes it did actually. I'm convinced Square Enix is out for us. They don't want us talking about this game. No, so I'm going to say it now. Square Enix content is banned after this. Yeah, we're not talking about any more Enix stuff. (laughs) Today, following on from our last episode, is a little bit of a high horse time. We're going to be talking about what we might have done differently with the game. Um, what we might have done with the DLC, including like the scrapped DLC, and then having a little bit of a chat about Versus 13, and then finish up with some thoughts on what we might want from Final Fantasy 16. I just gonna be blunt, my first note for what I would do with the game is just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that, that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> like, I know they're kind of, they were kind of screwed over because they had that whole deadline that they had to meet, but it did feel very unfinished. It did. And since I've read the, I've only recently read the Dawn of the Future translation, which is like how the story should have went. Yeah. It's even more annoying now that I know what the story should have been. I know. That's almost the worst thing. You almost didn't really want to see that. (laughs) No, because Altisha where the game went and where that book went was two very different directions. Yes, they had some similar aspects in them. Yeah. But, oh, the game would have been so epic. Yeah, it's it's a shame, really, um, when you know what they could have done. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't read it now. Yeah. I, I would say if they had more time, they had, like, ten years, but <laughs> considering it was scrapped, like, what, twice in that time? Yeah, I think in reality, they only had three years. Which isn't an awful lot of time really no it's no it's not really is it so you know <laughs> no shade but i i would try and finish the game <laughs> yeah because i think they weren't even allowed to delay it i think they literally had a contract it had to come out on that day yeah i think that was what we were talking about before it came out that they had to ha- they literally had to have it out so they were mm. kind of like rushing so i know i know we've always got to take that into mind like it was rushed like hell they had no choice but yeah, but, but. <laughs> that's the thing. But. <laughs> Would have been nice if they did. Yeah. And I also had, I think, maybe when you take that into consideration to focus on less kind of a ton of different aspects and more on like one solid thing. Yeah. So like rather than having, you know, the weapons of the tombs and the astrals and the crystal and all this and all that, maybe just focus on one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I would have just loved a game focused around the Astrals and the Star Scourge. Yeah. Or even if you weren't going to bring the Astrals into it, to have just, like, collecting the royal weapons. Yeah, that would have been so cool. That would have been, like, such a simple... The world's not in danger of Final Fantasy for a change. Yeah. Just go around and get my weapons and I'll be king. I was pretty happy with that. Or even if... You know, you could have that element of danger still, where you've got to collect them because you've got to go face off the great big bad. Yeah. But you don't have all these like conflicting things that you want to do all at once. No. I also would have included some more characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. In particular, Luna. 
It's hard to believe she was a main character. Yeah, I just... For someone that's supposed to be so important to the plot... Like, literally. You see her maybe, what, five times before she dies? And even that wasn't that sad because you didn't really get a feel for her before then? No, I think the only scene that stood out for me is when she's looking at her wedding dress with Gentiana. I see. I don't even remember that. I do not. No. <laughs> um, they're, they're talking about her, like uh, like a wedding and stuff, and I think that's the first time you see her getting a little bit sad, and the hint that was like, "Oh, why are you sad? Like, what's going wrong?" And then you find out she's going to die. But um, no, there's a severe lack of Luna. Yeah, there really was. I think there was more of her in Kingsglaive than there was the game. I think there was, and she had more chemistry with Nyx than she ever did with Noctis. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, I'm not. T- tell me I'm wrong, people listening. <laughs> you can't, because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It was like, there were so many people I saw online with that, um, oh, what was that crossover they did with Noctis and that other girl? Oh, um, what was she called? She was called, like, Terror or something. I yeah. Just, I did say it in the last episode, but I didn't play it, so I don't know her name, and I got the notes now to say. Yeah, there are so many people online saying that he had more chemistry with her than with <laughs> Luna, and I'm like, they're not wrong. <laughs> no, they're not. He had more connection with the Regalia. Literally. <laughs> the Regalia's death was sadder. <laughs> it was sadder than Luna's death. I can't remember if we had that big, like, mourning session for the Regalia in episode one or the last we, we did. recorded this we did it was episode but, one i think <laughs> but it was more emotional than luna's death even more than regis's regis yeah. didn't even get like like the country didn't seem to like mourn them like when you've got to like, altisha or like the stalin you thought like you know they'd be mourning their king but they're not yeah he doesn't even die in game though is it really it's like in kingsglaive yes I mean, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't see the death. But yeah, he technically no. does die in the game. But yeah, we don't see the death. We just get no. told over the radio broadcast that he's dead. And then Cole, like confirms it over the phone. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, not even in person, over the phone. No. <laughs> I think, as well as Luna, like, speaking of Core, it would have been nice to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, he starts off giving you the quest for the royal tombs. He's like, yeah, you've got to go and collect all the weapons. And then he's just like, okay, I'm going now. Yeah, but like Goodbye. doing what? Where's he gone? Catch you later. I don't know. I think it's one of those things that they explain in like one of their offshoots, like a book or something. But he probably does tell you in game and we just glossed over it because we were like, ooh, free reign. <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> Got my car. <laughs> the Iggy won't let us drive. Woo. Oh yeah, when were we finally allowed to drive it? I don't know. It was ages because I remember getting really annoyed. <laughs> He's like, get in the car. He's like, no, you're in the back seat. He's like, oh. Let okay. me drive my own car, Ignis. <laughs> technically, yeah, it's technically it's my car. Yeah. Well, technically it's Regis's, I think, but you know what? He's dead now, now, so it's my car. <laughs> Love it. And my final point generally on the main game is that I think if I was making it, I would have made an attempt to fill the maps more mm-hmm. they was just that was really bad English they was just they were just <laughs> really empty like not only in terms of like NPCs but just things in general yeah like there were so many like little you know abandoned houses and but there was like nothing else literally nothing in them and even like Lestalem which is supposed to be like a huge city 
felt tiny. 11 people that lived there? Yeah. <laughs> like, why have you got a huge electricity factory for, like, 11 people? I know. <laughs> Where is everybody? I don't I don't be a king of, like, loads of land and no people. And it gets me, like, at the end when they have, like, the perma-darkness. And they're like, oh, yeah, everyone in Lucis ends up going to live in Lestalem. And I'm like, but where? <laughs> There's still no more people here than there was when it was daytime. I like how Lestalem has a hotel. Like, who's visiting? Everybody lives there. <laughs> We're the only people that ever stayed in the hotel. <laughs> oh, we did. They got killed anyway. Yeah. yeah that is true. Maybe that's where the people are going. <laughs> the style of killing them all oh my god we're on to you we're on to a style we know what's happening that's why a tisha costs so much it's like you won't get stabbed in our hotel <laughs> is that why golden key also costs a bomb <laughs> <laughs> that makes oh. so much sense now <laughs> you're paying for protection <laughs> yeah and the style of kenny crow just comes out and stabs you if you don't get the room for you <laughs> Kenny Crow. Car, car. <laughs> I'm having nightmares about that now. <laughs> Kenny Crow is so weird, but so good. Who was he? Like, who did he belong to? It was the Kenny, the Kenny Crow's diner, wasn't it? Oh, no, I'm thinking of diner. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, Kenny Crow's just like a little mascot, isn't it? Yeah, but there's like a dude who's dressed up in a Kenny Crow suit. Yeah, 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 go now. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of Dino, because we said Golden Key, I thought of Dino, because he's down the bottom, isn't he? You mean Dino? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I love Dino. He was so good. Oh, bless he him. He dies, it's alright. Does he? Did he? Yes, I've told you this before, do you not remember? No. When you go back to Golden Key, yeah. you find like his clothes just like on, just lurking around, so it's like implied that he died. Did he jump in the ocean? No, I think he got eaten by demons, more likely, <laughs> than jumped in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, he just went skinny dipping while the demons <laughs> were like... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why is his clothes there? I will find you the article or the picture and I will send it to you via okay. text when we're done recording. Okay, I just I just find it weird that he's closer. What, did he undress before the ate him? Like, hang on, hang on, let me just undress a second. Look, I will... Okay, look, I'm on the Wikipedia, right? <laughs> while I'm scrolling through, you can add maybe some of the other things that you might do differently with the game, etc, etc. Everything. Okay, you could have to be more specific than that, okay? Um... Yeah, like you touched it. I would have, I would have opened the game a lot differently. Because how did it? Did it open with them um, saying goodbye to Noct? No, it. You kind of get a little bit of a cutscene, I think, but it opens with the car breaking down. And you've got to push it. Oh yes, it does. I would have opened it a lot different. I would have had a three-way opening between. Um, does that say Noct? Because I'm looking at the word Noct. Um, Regis, Luna, and Arden. Uh, like like a little montage of like what they're doing so like Regis would be walking down one of the palace halls Luna would be setting off with Gentiana I suppose and Arden is doing whatever Arden was doing at the start of the game creeping in Niflheim I suppose but it's showing you what those three are doing and then they're narrating like the law of the astrals you know mm-hmm. setting it up 
because them three were the only three who knew the end game. So I thought it'd be quite appropriate if they opened it up because they knew the story of the Astros. Yeah, it's that would work, I think, especially since you technically have, if you go by Kingsglaive, there's at the start, Regis, Luna and Arden are all in insomnia. Yeah, they are. Even though, like, you know, we, I remember think we tried to work this out last time we recorded this, like, where Arden goes. Because <laughs> he's like, one minute he's in insomnia, and then he, like, yeets himself to <laughs> um, Golden Key, and then he's in Lestalem, and then he's somewhere else. John, maybe, like, he's the, maybe he's in the boot of our car, because he just always seems to appear where we are. That would explain a lot. Because he's always, like, there before us as well. Yeah. He's in the boot of our car. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Maybe he's just he's just following along in his own little beat up car. Oh, that car was so stupid. <laughs> but then I was thinking this. I was like, how did he learn to drive? Like, did someone in Lucis have to teach Arden how to drive? Yeah, because he's old. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's like what thousands of years old, like creepy demon infected dude. But somehow. He learned to drive and bought himself a car. <laughs> That's the biggest plot hole I have with my Fantasy 15. Well, yeah, because he's going to need a driver's license. Like, Yes, that should have been what his DLC was about. How are you going to fake that? Grand Theft Arden. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Anyway, sorry, I, I um, derailed you there. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen um, more of the old school gang, so Westcombe. Sid yes. and Corbin, the only surviving members left. Yeah. But given that we have Ignis, Prompto and Gladio, it would have been cool if we had some like pairing there, whether it be like training sessions or them asking advice. You know, Wesker mm. and Ignis have very similar roles. Um, Core and Gladio, obviously from the yeah. DLC and stuff. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, I suppose, a training session. I know Prompto and Sid is like the weirdest combination, but I think it's also the most appropriate combination. <laughs> but then it's not... I wouldn't think it's necessarily that weird because one of Prompto's things you can give him in game is like the big heavy machinery stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So I feel and like Sid that makes would work it for well him, yeah. with Sid if you had it like that. Like you'd rock up to Hammerhead and Sid would be like, "Hey, I got this new thing for you." Mm. And he kind of like takes him under his wing. Aww. Even if Prompto's is... like really taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's especially fitting since he has that big crush on Cindy, like. Oh, can you imagine if Sid found out? Oh my god. That'd be hilarious. So good. Oh, I want it now. Oh. (laughs) I would have really loved to see a battle scene where, um, even if it was Altisha, because I know Wescombe was in Altisha. Yeah, he just kind of Was Core there? Did we see Core? Did Core take us? Did Core drive us? No, Sid drove us on the boat. No, Sid drove us. And then Sid, like, vanishes as well. Yeah, God knows where he heated to. Back to, (laughs) he just gets drove boat back i don't know <laughs> but when everybody gets split up we could have the boys in trouble as you know ignis is fighting and a westcombe comes and joins him and they yeah. fight together and core and gladio fight together and just you know just mirroring that parallel of the old gang and the new gang yeah because it's i don't know I who did... would be if not he can just be on his own he's fine <laughs> i did think it was weird that we didn't get to see more of westcombe he's yeah. just like kind of chilling running his restaurant but like he looked he'd... well cool yeah, he did. Oh, like, really cool. Good. Yeah, because I think we talked about, um, when we were talking about, like, speculating what was going to be in episode Ignis, we were like, oh, maybe it'll be Westcombe. Yeah, maybe Westcombe. Be... Oh, can you imagine how smooth that DLC would have been? 
so smooth. I've been so smooth. You'd be like, hang on, Ignis, let me just grab my kitchen knives. <laughs> I love it. That would have been so good. Oh. But before we move on to the DLC, I have now found the bit on the wiki that I was talking about. So basically, um, when you go back to Golden Key, you know after Noct wakes up in his little emo cave? Yeah. Like comes back to Golden Key. Do you know his clothes are there, which implies that he turned into a demon along with the bartender lady. Oh, he turned into one. I thought you meant he got ate by one. I was like, well, I thought it was that until I reread it. But oh, I understand. I but understand. yeah, so he kind of died because you know he's just a demon. Ah, oh, I get it. So yes. Anyway, now that that's <laughs> settled, <laughs> moving on to the DLC. Uh, is there anything you might have done differently with the DLC that we did have before we talk about the scrap DLC? Um, I wouldn't change much about Prompto. I think Prompto was a pretty solid DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ignis DLC. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about that. Uh, the I liked what they did with it. Like I thought this battle mechanic was really cool. It was yeah. cool. Well, it was kind of cool that we <laughs> saw more of Ravis, even though him being the companion was clearly trying to patch up a plot hole. Yeah. But the latter half of the DLC, the whole eee. alternate endings. <laughs> yeah, hard no. No. Yeah, that's a pass. That's a swipe left for me. I thought you were is it say, right? Yeah. Which one is you it? To, I don't you even. You had to think. I could hear in your pause. You were like, which way do I swipe to not <laughs> which say Which way do I swipe to not say it? Um, yeah, no. Oh, and the, the trailer was so good for it as well. I just think I was quite let down because they hyped it up so much that it was going to be really emotional. Mm. And then it just almost felt like they'd focused more on the actual combat, which was cool, but that was probably the only thing I liked about it. Yeah. It just felt to me quite empty and quite bland. <laughs> Um, and then obviously the alternate endings or whatever they were supposed to be really kind of just sunk <laughs> sunk it for me it was just oh I just I just hate alternate endings in general I just books movies games I just I just don't like them I think it's poor writing yeah like it was alright when they left it as it was like you know Ignis puts the ring on in Altitia and that's how he gets blind knocked out (laughs) yeah (laughs) um that was i thought that was really good because you still got the whole you know ignis sacrifices himself in a way to protect knocked without having the whole oh well he managed to somehow you know save knocked by getting rid of arden or wearing the ring even though it's supposed to be knocked that can do that yeah it just got all very very unnecessarily complicated yeah <laughs> but then i don't know what i would have done differently we went through so many different things about what we'd like <laughs> that i don't think i could decide on just one thing <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice to see i think i think i would have paired him with someone differently maybe like gentiana or Wescom, like we talked about yeah i was convinced it was going to be gentiana i was because we we were going to come up with this like narrative that um you know, Luna went missing, you know, in the whole chaos she went missing. So she even got separated from Gentiana. Yeah. But, oh, we got Ravis instead. Because it would have been such a good time for Ignis to then find out about, you know, Noct has to be 
yeah chosen one which would then feed in i guess to why he feels like he definitely has to protect noct because noct has to be yes his duty to fulfill yeah definitely because gentiana couldn't you know spill it all she can be like you know we have to get them to the altar because of this you know that we have to like the world's gonna end if we don't and i'm sure especially after oh tisha ignis is like weirdly not like cryptic but he's like kind of pushing you like yeah you have to step up and be the king in a way in a way that he wasn't before yeah because he was also very in the know about the oracle business because there's a bit on the train and he suddenly knows everything about the oracles that's what we thought yeah we were like oh ignis knows yeah because we figured that during his dlc like he'd either seen luna or gentiana had filled him in etc yeah um and yeah, I think that would have been a lot cooler before we got. Yeah, and um, I think I said this <laughs> when we tried recording the first time oh. that um, with the whole Oracle business, that train scene, we he f- was talking about how it was the nights were getting longer, mm. and there was the theory that the Oracle keeps the Starship at bay. So when Luna died, the nights got longer because it was slowly taking over, but it didn't properly take over until Ravis died. Yes. So there was a theory that Ravis was the new Oracle, even if he didn't know it. That was such a good theory. I it was really such a good that. theory, and whether it was just coincidentally done that it became night once Ravis died. But, like, I... that would have been so cool, because Ravis could have had a good little, like, redemption thing. Yeah, I, I don't think Square would have put that much thought into it. No, it's purely coincidence. <laughs> Because I think we talked, we ended up, I can't remember exactly what we discussed, but I think we ended up talking about Ravis versus when they had the rumours that Arden was the Oracle. Because I think we had this theory about Ravis when we hadn't had anything confirmed about Arden and we hadn't had episode Arden. Yeah. So everyone was like, well, was he the Oracle? Yeah. And it would it kind of fitted. It was a nice little parallel, I suppose. Yeah, it was just Square Enix's mistake where it got confused was they gave Luna and Arden the same power. Yeah. So it made you think they were both oracles, but then they just they just both happened to have the same power of being able to take yeah. Scar Scourge away. Square so Enix. Many, so many conflicting, confusing storylines. <laughs> so episode prompto, I agree with you that I don't think I'd have changed anything. No, it was pretty solid. If anything, I would have liked it longer. Yeah. I quite enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I would have liked it longer. <laughs> And um, Robbie, as usual, did like an amazing job trying to voice his like, you know, his inner conflict and mm. emotionalness. It was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay, Prompto. <laughs> but I think I didn't really enjoy episode Gladio either. I didn't to begin with. And then when we had the train wreck, which was Ignis, yeah. I appreciated it more. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it just came off as like super oh look at this combat that we can do it's really cool and i think i would have if i was doing it would have tried to put a bit more emotion into it especially since part of it is like you know he's worried he's not going to be able to live up to his job like his dad did Mm -hmm. that would have been the perfect time to show a bit more emotion from gladio to kind of have him talk about his dad who is i guess technically implied to have died if not outright shown to have died in kingsglaive yeah i would have with um episode gladio instead of having ah ah who's the end is it you jimbo the no it's always the summon with the loads of arms oh what's he called gilgamesh oh it's gilgamesh in this one yes 
Um, I would have had it as core. I would have had it where you really saw core, you know, being this master soldier that he is, really just not pulling the punches on Gladio, you know, really beating him yeah. down and kicking his butt time and time and time again and watching Gladio just get really really frustrated with the fact that he's getting beaten by everybody and use it as sort of like a growth episode way more than it yes. was with thingy and you know just saw this different side to core that he was with you know he was good enough to go in regis's team yes i know he was the driver but you know it was also said that he was you know a great fighter back then well andy served regis's dad as well exactly it would have just been good just to see like you've got to beat core to like yeah. earn your place because i think the way they did it is that when you fight gilgamesh it's supposed to be that there was only one other person that did it and that was core yeah and that does seem a bit like a bit weird because i think they mentioned that gladio's dad was going to do it or something mm-hmm. and didn't mm-hmm. so yeah it was a bit weird yeah like you could almost have it that you know you get to a point where gladio kind of can accept that he doesn't need to necessarily you know, he might not always be the strongest, but he can still be a good the shield. shield. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, almost, exactly. Almost that you're kind of destined to lose that fight no matter what you do. Or maybe that, you know, that was the whole point as well. Like, you don't have to be the strongest. You're you're the tank. You've just got to keep him safe. Like, Prompto yeah. and Ignis can do the attacking. So yeah. it could have been that Gladio, you know, maybe got his role a little bit wrong. He thought he had to be the big brawler. Yeah. And, you know be the guy that kills everything but he doesn't he has to be the shield and sometimes that might not mean winning but it might mean just yeah just getting him out of the fight yeah taking the hits and retreating like oh square enix so let's write this stuff square enix you can find our contact information in the uh youtube (laughs) bar below if you want to hit us up to write uh, your next game that would be fantastic <laughs> we are free anytime you know? I, I will quit my job I will even pay to fly myself out you don't even have to cover travel costs <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay in a capsule hotel I do not yeah, mind I will stay on the street if you let me write <laughs> I would, the, streets are like, the streets would be fine yeah they're like super clean <laughs> <laughs> anyway Ta- anyway tangent there yeah so um, maybe now if we have a chat about some of the scrapped DLC. So we've got episode Luna, <laughs> episode Noctis, yeah. episode Aranea. Yes. I think those are the three. Yes, it was, yeah. And then Arden was cancelled, but then they did I end up bringing out. I forget about episode Arden. Because <laughs> I go to say Regis. For some reason I had it in my head that Regis was getting an episode, but I think that's because I wanted a Regis episode. Yeah, you wanted a Regis episode I but did we didn't ever get Regis one episode. because he had his own game technically. yeah technically so uh, maybe start with the big one episode Luna what might you have done with episode Luna um, episode Luna for me um, what I know what it should have been it should have been what we saw like the continuation of the Dawn of the Future storyline mm. but episode Luna for me I think would have just been her where she was while we were doing our thing yeah so like while we're you know doing titan and god knows what it's just seeing her and gentiana on the road and seeing what she's doing yeah. and how she like because she can't just strolly stroll up to these astrals and be like hey my boy's coming in a minute like <laughs> no she can't <laughs> so surely she had a hard time contacting them too yeah no i definitely think it would have been good to see things from her perspective mm. 
because she knows a lot more than we did. Oh yeah, she knows so much more. We're like she knew so, so stupid. Much. She knows everything. We, we were so naive. Yeah, we were. We just thought I, we were getting married. <laughs> no, no. I think for me, I think this is actually something you mentioned last time, which I thought was really good. Is that you would want to see more of Luna, like before the whole game, like when she's in Tenebrae. Yeah, like the whole political prisoner thing. Yeah. Um, like, it would be really interesting to see, not like an origin story for her, because we kind of know where she comes from, but, like, maybe as she's growing up, you know, how she kind of grows into her role as the Oracle and, yeah, you know, what conflict she faces to do that and, you know, sort of more with Regis, because obviously Regis, not Regis, um, Ravis, yeah. who is, like, you know, super salty about, you know, Regis and Noct, etc. Like, that would have been really interesting. And also it meant we would have got to see... Tenebrae. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad. Like when we rolled up on the train, I was like, "Yes, Tenebrae!" And then Arane was like, "Yeah, no, you can't go in." It like, looks so pretty, oh. <laughs> especially with the emphasis on her flower field. And we never yeah. got the only thing we got was like when she died. Yeah, and I think she had like a tiff with Ravis in them. But like, yeah, I, I thought we were going to have some sort of scene in the flower field. They, yeah, the flower field got more context than half the characters in that game. <laughs> 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 real mvps the regalia and the flower, and the flower field. field and like noct was talking to her the entire time she was a political prisoner as well like yeah it would have been a really good time to really ham up the whole notebook thing yeah and like seeing when they started like getting feelings for each other because yeah we saw them as kids and then we saw them as adults and they were in love with each other we didn't see how no they became in love with each other especially since they show after her death nox got the notebook yeah. And it's like, but you've written to each other like twice. Yeah, like... <laughs> that we've seen. There can't be a lot in it. You can't send one text and be in love, like... No. Uh, yeah, I just think there's so much context you could have given her that mm-hmm. would have made, I guess, her death even more tragic. But they just didn't... Obviously, they didn't make the DLC, so we didn't get any of that. No, because we also... She has to be trained to use that trident as well. Yeah. So it would have been good to see a scene where, you know, she's struggling to do that. And they're like, you know, you're the Oracle. You have to. You have to protect Noct, you know? Oh, yeah, because, like, her mum's killed, isn't she? And she was the previous Oracle. Wasn't she, like, the queen of the Yes, Tenbrai? yes. They were, all, they were all at that, um, I don't know what the meeting was about. Well, I remember it was the start of Kingsglaive and they came under attack. Yeah, and, and Regis um, is like, nope, be out. Yeah, Regis <laughs> grabs her and... He grabs Noct and he she's, grabs like, Noct. running behind. But then she realises that they can't like keep up with her so she like let's go yeah and she so goes to her mum doesn't away. she yeah 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 because that's why Ra- that's why ravis is such a bad mood it's about his mum isn't it yeah because he thinks his mum died because regis left yeah but regis knows that he has to get knocked out yeah 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 that's it yeah because ravis had mummy issues that's what it yes. was yeah there's all this like context that's missed in the main game that they could have expanded on yeah in episode luna that would have been so good yeah because if you just played the game you would have thought ravis was some like stuck up brat yeah but like even in even in kingsglaive they don't really expand on it enough like ravis was still really unlikable <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was he was he was just yeah they did him dirty yeah they did they did uh, who else do we have? Episode Noctis. Any thoughts on that? 
episode Noctis was supposed to be the 10 years that he was in the crystal. Yeah, because I remember that. Because I was thinking, I didn't understand why you needed an episode Noctis. But like the whole game is pretty much about Noctis. Yeah. I can't remember now. I did read it somewhere, that, like what he was doing in there. Oh, I still like the theory that he is like the um, Moogle Chocobo Festival is just him in the crystal, like <laughs> having a good old dream. That's why he's the only one there and all the bros aren't there. <laughs> I think the 10 year thing was he was. He's having a bit of a moment where, like, he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to accept that he's, you know, the chosen king, blah, blah, blah. Then I think he's supposed to have, like, talks with the other kings and stuff and, like, his dad. And then he pops out, like, I'm ready. And it takes him (laughs) ten years, but he gets there. Yeah, I just, I felt like that could have been done in-game, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you could have done that when he's going to all the royal tombs that, you know, he speaks to maybe like a lingering spirit of each king yeah that's what i thought we were doing and then you know he saves his dad's for last yeah and that's when he kind of comes to the term you know okay i have to do this etc etc i just feel like i don't know i was never i was it was a bit weird that they'd give him a dlc when he's the like main character but yeah when it was first announced it was like but why? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with him? Especially when there are so many other characters that I feel like could carry a DLC better than Noctis. Not that I don't like him, but, you know. Yeah. It was there a was bit no unnecessary. Need for one. No. Yeah. But then, I suppose episode Aranea also isn't necessarily vital. No, because As much I didn't... as I love her. Yeah. But then, you obviously said that reading the plot for what was supposed to be, she yeah. would have had a bigger arc. So I guess that was where that would fit in. Yeah, so if anything, these four DLCs were really going to be retcons and... Fix it. <laughs> fixing it. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. I'm... Yeah, so maybe it's a good thing they didn't come out. Yeah. Because Arden, luckily, wasn't really retconning more so than it was a prequel. Yeah. And just got to see, like, that Bahamut was actually the big bad and oh. that... His motivations behind what he's doing and stuff, like how like his brother screwed him over and how Bahamut screwed him over and stuff like that. And like why yeah. he killed Luna and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I didn't really like the direction they took with his character in terms of episode Arden, which you have known because I complain about it a lot. Um, I really liked it when it was the whole, you know, it's his own choices that ended up with him the way he is like it's not because oh other people did this to him and other people did that because you could say that really about noctis in a way like he gets screwed over from day one yeah pretty much like i really like the whole idea that arden had the choice to be you know if he was the oracle he had these powers he had the choice to be good and it was you know his pride and ego that led to him being the way he was Mm mm-hmm and then, yeah, because I think I talked about this because then I got really into the whole, oh, it'd be a great parallel to Noct, who, like, has the yeah, same Yeah, your, your, your same writer's conflict. side came out. Yeah. <laughs> because especially if you consider, like, the Omen Noctis trailer, oh. he has all this, like, conflict and you see him, like, kill Luna or whatever. Yeah. Like, that would have been so interesting to contrast that side of Arden, who kind of was too proud and became a villain, to Noctis, who then has to choose the same path and he chooses to go down... The righteous path, mm-hmm. I suppose. 
Yeah, that Omen trailer now, now that I've read the translation, I understand it so much more. But that just means they had, they were going down that route at some point. Yeah. So what still I'm sure they scrapped off. it. Didn't they? Because Omen came out before the demo. Or is it, it after? I, maybe it didn't. I'm pretty sure they were going down that and then Omen was the kind of one of the things they scrapped and then they went a different direction for the main Possibly. game. Possibly. You talk and I'll Google it. Um, but speaking of Omen and kind of the conflict, I would have loved to have seen that more throughout the whole game. This is going back to from the DLC now. Because, um, mm-hmm. again, if you're talking about, you know, the whole game is really Noctis coming to terms with what he's got to do. He's kind of the whole time you know, fighting against it, but it's more like kind of comes out as a tantrum. (laughs) (laughs) It does. So yeah, I guess just more elements like that would have been really cool. I'm sure though, it did come out before the demo. Looking at it, I don't think it did. Did it not? Oh! Final Fantasy. Because Because the trailer, the demo, one of the demos came with Final Fantasy Zero. Yes, it did, didn't it? And Zero was released in 2011. Hmm. But was it released here in 2011? That is the thing. I don't know, because I just always no. thought that... Oh, close. Very close. Final Fantasy Type Zero actually didn't come out here till 2015. Yeah. And the Omen trailer came out in 2016. Ah. Uh, because to me, Omen kind of had more of a vibe of like the versus 13 side of things rather than... Oh, I see where you're going with this segue. That was that wasn't, that wasn't an intentional segue. That's um, smooth. <laughs> um, yes, I like the darker tones that Omen brought over. Yeah, I would have been. I think I would have liked to have seen that more in game. I probably yes. would have put more of those in game. Um, mm-hmm. Because I did speaking of versus thirteen, really like quite like some of the concepts they had from it. Like I liked the whole darker vibe. Um, I liked that the astrals seemed a bit more darker mm-hmm. um, and that you have Noctis like battle with his, I guess, inner demons. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been nice. And also I really like some of the, I could go, I will go in <laughs> on some <laughs> of the original character concepts in a minute. Um, anything you might have brought over from 13 that they decided to scrap or versus 13? I don't know a lot about versus 13. Um, yes, I think it would have been cool to see because it looked like something was going on with Nox, wasn't it? Like, yeah, boy, why are you so angry? Yeah, he definitely had a lot of like issues, and he seemed stronger in Versus 13. Like, he seemed yeah. to have full access to his powers in Versus 13 than he did in, yeah, I think he did. He seemed more mature in Versus 13 than 15, yeah, for sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know if they ever really went into his, like, kind of the backstory that he would have had with 13. No, I know we, we had a lot of, like, um, battle sequences, which looked really cool. Yeah, they did look really cool. Um, but there wasn't very many speech trailers. No. I think the only speech trailer I really remember is, like, a little bit, isn't it, when they're in a car? Am I remembering that right? God, it's been so long yes isn't there he's getting taken somewhere in his car and he's like in the back of the car and he's like really moody yeah yeah and there's one where he meets stella oh god she was so annoying yes i know i'm so glad she became luna (laughs) yeah so am i like it's a shame because obviously stella like she was more of a like combat 
yeah, down with guys, going out, fighting girl. Yeah. But she was just so unlikable. She was. She was really grating. Yeah. I don't know what it is about her, but we just hated her. <laughs> From the get-go. And to be fair, Noctis wasn't really that likeable in no, the he, 13 no, concept. He, I believe he was dubbed the Sasuke of Final Fantasy yeah, when it was. first came out. Yeah, he, he definitely was. And we all know how Sasuke turned out. Yeah. <laughs> but then I suppose that would depend on his backstory. Like, there might be a reason for why he's so moody. But we never yeah, really got we, to explore that. Because I don't know if Regis was a part of Versus 13 at this Regis point. So maybe it. Regis... Was he? Yeah, because I remember his uh, design was almost like he looks in that trailer or that clip where they have young Noctis, where he almost looks like a mob boss. Oh. <laughs> do you mob know the boss. one I mean? Do you know the yeah. one I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know the one you mean, yeah. So I think Regis was supposed to be less like... Ah, uh, so he was Happy alive. daddy, but more like, yeah. ooh, bad daddy, but not like... <laughs> <laughs> not like the good bad daddy like the bad <laughs> daddy <laughs> <The> bad <laughs> however though I did like some of the other original concepts for characters from Versus 13 yeah yeah so Prompto I, I like <laughs> his design better in 15 but he was obviously supposed to be like a NIF spy yeah which I thought was really cool I love anything like that like kind of ooh <laughs> you know backstabbing betrayal we love a good betrayal and i think that's why i was so suspicious the whole time playing 15 and start because i was expecting someone to like betray me (laughs) yeah the entire game i was waiting for one of them yeah to stab me in the back and i think the first time i i thought it was gonna be ignis because i thought you know ignis is smart it's gonna be him but then when gladio disappeared because we didn't you know didn't know the dlc was happening at this point i was like oh it's gladio i see i always thought it was gonna be prompto I was like, he's, he's, I was like, he's the nicest one. It's going to be him. <laughs> it's always the nice ones. I couldn't have handled it if it was Prompto. I know, because they made him so nice. Whereas I think in the original, like, Versus 13 concept, he's a bit more of a dick. He's like, yeah, like, a bit of a playboy, um, fugitive, you know, that kind of, kind of more like a Reno character yes. than a, the cute character that he was, which seems really weird when you consider him now. But I, I really love that concept. And then you had Gladio, who was supposed to betray um, Noctis. I think him and his dad were... Not the Amicitias. Yeah, I think so, because they didn't think that he was worthy to be king. Oh, we just pay you to look after us. You didn't get to decide who's king. <laughs> oh, that would have made sense. That would have made sense if it was the Amicitias, you know, for them to be the ones to protect the king and yeah. then the ones to betray them. That would have been quite cool. Especially when you think about how Gladio goes on and on in the game, but how not yeah. to step up. Like, I feel like it would have been quite natural for him to go, yeah, okay, you know, you're not yeah. fit to be the ruler. But then my favourite thing about the original concept is that Ignis seems yeah. pretty much the same. Ignis was perfect to begin with. Ignis was always the good egg. <laughs> oh, that just annoyed me, though. Like, when Gladio kept telling me, like, step up. I was like, hmm, says yeah. the person who gets his butt kicked every time we see Ravis. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay, you want to go there, Gladio? That's fine by me. <laughs> but yeah, like, not that I'm saying I'd want those concepts to have happened, but they were quite interesting. Like, it would have been cool to maybe see that in some way, especially if they're trying to 
lead you on about who the spy yes. is. So you think it's Gladio because he's such an arse <laughs> to you. And then it hits you and Prompto's like, oh, I'll just kill you, it's me. Yellow. Stab. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that really fits with this game, but for Versus 13, yeah, it would have been yeah. good. I don't know why they call it Versus 13, because it had nothing to do with 13. Wasn't it just to do, because it was part of the whole, like, crystal Yeah, because I, I think... Saga. I'm sure there was supposed to be some kind of link. I think I the don't... Astrals were originally supposed to be... Um, what they called Falci in the 13, uh, but then they became like summons and astrals rather than the Falci. Yeah. But like it made no sense to, even if they were still Falci, structurally the way the game was made, like even like the architecture was completely different. Yeah, that's. Because it was still super modern in Versus 13. Like it made no sense. Yeah, because you can't even really say that it was like a contrast because 13 was quite dark anyway. Yeah. So it's not even like it was a really light game and Versus 13 was going to be like a really dark game. No, because like I don't... I remember way back when they were first announced, 13 and Versus 13, I think everyone was under the assumption that 13 was the hero's side of the story and Versus 13 was the bad guy's side of the story. Yeah, I think I remember something like that. It's so well. long ago, I, I can't remember now. Quick, I'm going to have a quick scroll through... Um, the wiki. Mm-hmm. I know you had um, some things to do with characters that you might have done a bit differently, and I think Iris was one of them. Oh, so I will let you <laughs> tell our lovely uh, listeners about that. Well, I have a quick scroll on Versus Thirteen. Iris was arguably the most annoying character for me. Fine, they could have kept her as this whole lolly child who loved knocked and was seemingly weak and stuff (laughs) yeah but i think a cool contrast would have been that she was you know super strong because she's an Mm. amicitia so surely she should have been trained yeah in sword fighting and whatnot because when she did join our team what were you finding like a flower for her or something is that what we were doing yeah that's one of gladiator's camp quests is you have to go and find a flower flower with iris they had some cool moves they did have some cool moves so it would have been cool if there were some scenes in the game where she was, you know, she shocked us. Well, you yeah. know, we can't beat someone in and she just strolls in, like, you know, puts her teddy bear down and is like, right, hang on, I've got this yeah. a second. Or even her and Gladio doing it. I just thought it was weird, mm. especially when we rolled up to Lestalem and the poor old guy got killed. Yeah. I was like, Iris was there. Like, I know. I know. She could have done something. <laughs> And especially like when she gets out of insomnia like does she just let other people fight for her on the way out to get to Lestalo? yeah how did she get out I think the old dude got both her and the other it's the he's the little boy Talcott Talcott got out yeah but like there is I know you could have protected the old guy <laughs> no I just it seems odd to me that when you've got uh, a series that has so many kind of women in it that do fight you know you've got Aranea and you know you've got Tifa from Seven and that's just the two that first came to mind um like why you wouldn't then have in a family that are known to be the shields to the royal line mm-hmm. you wouldn't have Iris show that as well yeah or even if she didn't fight I suppose if they're supposed to be shields like we were saying earlier even if she could just get getting beaten down and it just kept standing back up and they're like yeah we ain't taking her on anymore so even, so even if she did get hit, you know, if she did get hurt, you know, they finally arrive and she she's down, she's got hurt. 
but yeah. she lasted long enough until they got there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially since isn't it implied that she becomes like the super demon hunter? Yeah, she's in like the leader the, like, of the 10 hunters. Years of darkness. Yeah, so she can do it. Yeah, the old man died, and I was not happy. I like that little old dude. He was so cute. What was he called? Jared. It's always Jared, isn't it? I don't know if it is, but yeah. <laughs> Jared just seems fitting. Oh my god! So I'm reading through <laughs> the Final Fantasy 13 wiki, and it's so complicated. Um, the game's complicated. So from what I can tell. It was supposed to be released alongside 13, mm-hmm. but that became its own series and alongside... No, it's supposed to be a companion game to 13 and released alongside a mobile game. Mm-hmm. The mobile game then became Type Zero. Yes, that's why Type Zero took so long to come out over here. Yeah, um, but the concept was that each world or like city had its own crystal mm-hmm. and that Lucis um, was its own, was the only one that had it left. And that, yeah, it was supposed to work akin to, like, a mafia family. Um, And so (laughs) they've described Ignis Gladio and Prompto as his entourage, like a Yakuza structure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because they had, um, like, the goddesses of death. So they had, like, Itro, who I think features, I want to say, in the Pityos dungeon theory. Because isn't Itro in Final Fantasy... 13-3. Possibly. But when they go to Valhalla. Because there's something, yeah, about um, Itro opens the unseen gate, the souls of the dead ascend to the heavens as the kingdom of the dead. Um... Yes, it's Valhalla. It's, she's the goddess of death and chaos and was heavily mentioned in Final Fantasy 13-2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, the the director's come forward and said it's the same. Oh, that's, oh, that's my phone on the floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there goes my Googling. Um, yeah, that just makes it weird if they're supposed to be the same world, but different. Oh, they really ruined well, 13 and 15 here, aren't they? Yeah, and okay, so they've got something about the name as well, which is that the name came into play in juxtaposition to Final Fantasy thirteen that take place in fantastical worlds that are literally and culturally disconnected. Square wanted the world to be different from the original Final Fantasy XIII by presenting one whole connected world, supposedly. What are they doing? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, there's so many things that changed about it. But there are a few things looking at it that did come into... Um, 15, like the whole Niflheim storming Lucis under the guise of a peace treaty to steal their crystal. Yeah. That was versus 13. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of the characters came over. Um, they cut Stella, thank God. Or they kind of merged her. Actually, to be fair, I think they merged her with Ravis and Luna because there are design elements, I think, of Ravis that really fit with Stella. Yeah, because they have the same name. They literally just changed their first name. Yeah. And made her not so much like a high schooler, then more of like, Luna was more like an elegant woman, wasn't she? Because she was older than us, wasn't she? Yeah. But then, yeah, it goes on about... Well, well Luna's toy boy. Changed. Yeah, we are. Nice. Cougar. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I suppose they did bring some things over from 13. Mm. But anything else? I think uh, that's it for all of my notes. Anything else... You have to say that you might have done differently, things you might have changed, added, etc. No, this game before I think I've on. ragged on this game enough. <laughs> Poor game. <laughs> it's 
stupid thing is we really quite, I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I just think we're so passionate about Final Fantasy in general. Yeah. And I think the most, I think I said this last time, I think the most frustrating thing is seeing all the potential there. Yeah, I think when you know And they didn't get to been. use it. It's just, yeah. tra- it's just tragic. It's just a tragic storyline of um, time constraints and development issues. And I feel like it's more... The not necessarily the team that was working behind it, but the higher ups. It was a lot of the higher ups' decisions yeah. that have ruined this game for them, and it's quite sad because you heard stories of you know they all went weeks without sleep and holidays and stuff to try and get yeah. this game out, and they really did try their best with the DLC. But yeah, I feel like you get that a lot though in general in the video games industry at the moment that the higher ups kind of ruin the project. Yeah. Um. And not related to Final Fantasy, but, like, with Death Stranding at the moment, like... What the hell is going on with that? It just seems like... Because Kojima posted a tweet, like, about it being his game, so he did all of this and all of that, and it's like... Yeah, I'm sure you did, You have, have like, hundreds, if not thousands of people also working on this game. Yeah. And I feel like people don't put enough focus on the the behind-the-scenes, because it's all down to, like, the higher-ups, like you said... Um, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this point. I'm just <laughs> just saying. There's passionate teams, and they need to be remembered. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you said, that it is a shame because you could see the potential in it, but because of other people's decision, the team didn't have the time available. Yeah, and that's got to be crushing on their part, isn't it? Yeah, because I think he's left now, hasn't he? The I think so. The director of Final Fantasy 15. He's he's just straight up left. Yeah, I think he has. Oh such a shame but i think that brings an end to our final fantasy 15 discussion Woo! i know <laughs> sorry i'm gonna be so glad when this is done <laughs> and i swear to god if this corrupts for a second time <laughs> we are putting out a twitter notice we are not filming this again no we're not <laughs> so we're gonna end on a positive note yes and talk about Final Fantasy 16. Now, please don't get excited. They haven't announced it. This is just us speculating on what we might like from a theoretical Final Fantasy 16, which sounds really weird to say at the moment. How old do you reckon I'm going to be when that comes out? Old, I reckon. Because I feel like their focus at the moment is going to be on the remake. Yes. They're going to, I feel like they're going to get that out of the way before they even start on 16. They need to get their money back before they can make 16. Yeah. <laughs> because you haven't even like heard any hints about 16. Like there's no kind of hint of a concept yet. So they have to even they have to go through all of the like, you know, concept building stage let alone actually making the game. Yeah. But do you want to start us off or shall I leap in? How do you want to do this in the words of Matthew Mercer? <laughs> I still want a hoodie. Um yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest point for me is, and I think they should learn from Final Fantasy XV, is I think more games can actually learn from this, actually, is <laughs> it's not about graphics. Like, yes. step away from the graphics a little bit and get a solid storyline mm-hmm. down. Get some mm-hmm. nice characters laid down. Get a long story laid down. Like, I would happily give up graphics for a better storyline. Yeah, for sure. I think it's not... Graphics aren't the be-all and end-all. No. Like, you only have to look at um, Final Fantasy 7 I know I go on and on and on about it but it's such a good game but like I have replayed that game so many times with those awful Lego graphics because the story is decent yeah and there are so many games now that I've played where they've put so much emphasis on the graphics and I'm like it was rubbish like 
Yeah, you could have a game that looks absolutely stunning. I could suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only two games that have got it right for me, like recently in the past recent years, is God of War and The Last of Us. Yeah, exactly. E- everything else has just been a bit like, eh, it's all right. Like, it was a good game, but not one that was like, whoa, blew me out the water sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that most games seem to be focusing more towards that. But we noticed it at E3, didn't we? It's either all yes. graphics or shooters. Oh. I'm so sick of shooters. <laughs> or battle royales. Oh, I hate battle royales. <laughs> the first thing for me on my list was actually that I would like them to not do something so hyper modern. Like I would yes. love. Yes, yeah, that's return, my second point as well. Like a return to a more kind of stereotypical medieval esque fantasy yes. setting. Yes. Because I feel like we haven't really had that for quite a few Final Fantasy games. Like, not, like, main games, because I'm not sure what 14 is like online, because mm. we haven't played that yet. Um, but I just think it's so... That, to me, is what I think of when I think Final Fantasy. I think, like, a, you know, your typical RPG setting. Yeah. Rather than, like, 13, which is hyper-modern, and 15, which is, like, present day. But I suppose you could. I got. I was just going from my head. I was like, twelve was a nice balance between. Yeah, twelve was in a really nice balance. Modern and non-modern. Ten yeah. was a really interesting storyline, you know, because they regressed because of their technology yeah. use. Yeah. You know, they're getting punished because of they went too far. Yeah. Um, nine for me is the best aesthetic. <laughs> like full-on medieval. Oh, nine was stunning. Eight though is actually quite modern. Yeah, I was. But have managed to still make it feel like a fantasy setting. But then I think it's because they've got elements that aren't super modern. Yeah. Eight, like the kind of I'm trying to think. Like eight's actually really super modern. Now thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't get like a super modern vibe from it in the way that I do with fifteen when they've got like you know cell phones and I can't believe I just said cell phones. Um, (laughs) You know, like the whole like audi sports car that noctus has given for his birthday like stuff like that you know what i mean yeah yeah i think and it's my next point i think yes eight is super modern and yes 15 is super modern but eight had a huge um emphasis on you know you had your monsters you had an excessive amount of magic you had summons here there and everywhere you had like um natural phenomenons you had magical phenomenons 15 magic didn't really take didn't. a forefront <laughs> well it didn't because noctis and regis were the only ones i suppose unless you count luna were the only ones you could really yeah. use it compared to other games where you've got mages because i know they've got I, they mentioned mages in kingsglaive but even then that sort of isn't that implied that they get the power from regis rather than having it themselves yeah yeah the whole point of the king's power is he can bestow it upon people you, only the king has power yeah. Yeah, I just eight managed to somehow make it not seem hyper modern. Yeah, I just don't now I'm thinking about you're right. Final Fantasy seven I think was the first Final Fantasy to introduce modern technology because all of them before Final Fantasy yeah. one to six were very low technology medieval castles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely think of the earlier ones when I think of that kind of yeah. setting what would you do with combat i am i'm i'm old school i do like the atp system i do like turn-based 
combat. I yeah. miss <laughs> just being able to have the choice of I want to attack, I want to cast a spell this turn, I want to do an item this turn, I want to hold my turn. Yeah. And I do actually really miss like class systems. You only see this in these side games, especially like the tactics games and stuff like yeah. that. But we haven't seen in a couple of games, I don't think since 12, different races in a Final Fantasy. No, I don't think we have. We haven't seen, like, you've got the Vera, the Onion Knights, the Dwarfs, the Numo, the Banger. Um, you've got the Dragoons. Like, just different, just, I think that adds to the fantasy setting when you've got different races. Where 15 yeah. was just humans. Yeah. Pretty much. It it was. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I know exactly what you mean. It would be nice. Especially since I think they have that option in 14. Yes, they do. Which I really mm. love. I have so much that I love about 14 that I haven't even played I know, played I want to get into it. But I think my computer would literally set a light. Yeah. But I did have in my notes that it would be nice if they could take some kind of inspiration from yes. 14. Just because just the way they seem to handle it, the things, like the concepts they have in that game seem really cool. Like the whole, you know, server burning thing. That was so cool. Like that's just the kind of drama and passion that I would love to see brought to Final Fantasy 16. Especially after what happened with 50 and i feel like they need something big to really bring final fantasy back up yeah i think i think i did read that they have asked the final fantasy 14 person yeah to do 16 and i think he said he might consider it when he once he's happy he's done with 14 but he's yeah. quite happy just chilling doing 14 at the moment yeah but like get that dude on board he burned <laughs> the game and started it again because people didn't like it like he listened yeah, that was just... That must have been amazing to play through. I would have loved to be in online when that happened. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, get him on board. I think we saw them play it, didn't they, when we went to Distant Worlds? Yes. And it was just, oh, so good. It's just epic, even, like, watching it again. Yeah. Oh, my God. I also... I would quite like open world again, but yes. just a bit fuller. <laughs> <laughs> just more stuff yeah please <laughs> just more stuff i want more i want more characters again i like do you like having a large party that i could choose from yeah i think you mentioned this the first time around we recorded that you struggled because you couldn't really swap out your party in 15 no and like in previous games we've had their backstories in the game yeah where the backstories this time were like dlc or the side animation or yeah the prequel animation and yeah. I want to know the people I'm travelling with. Yeah, I know what you mean. I wonder why they made the choice to have such a small, like, party in 15 compared to the other games. Because there's no one in the world. Well, yeah. Other, <laughs> <laughs> other than that. <laughs> I want my, um, I want my weapon and item crafting back. Oh, yes. I, need... I love weapon and item crafting. Even, yeah. like, I want it back that much. I think they should lock it weapon and item crafting i don't think you should be allowed to buy them in the next yeah, game I, th- I think progression I, should be earned i think we discussed this because i said i think you also mentioned all that you have to go out and find it yeah and find I said, it in that dungeons would be, that would be really good because then it encourages people to go and explore an open world and it gives you things to be able to put in your open world if you've got like to hide you know this weapon or something you need for an upgrade exactly because there was so much junk in Final Fantasy 15 which is why we were always so balling because we just used to sell everything 
Yeah, but then like I don't it have had anything no... to buy with it. Like, that's the thing. Like, it had no use. So what was the point of putting it in the game? Unless they were going to do crafting and they just didn't have time to implement it. But yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I didn't have a lot of notes on 16 because I, it was really hard for me to try and work out what I wanted when I don't have like a concept for what they're thinking <laughs> about doing with it. But I think yeah. you had a couple more than me. I did. Um, only a couple more. Um, some puzzles would be quite cool to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some puzzles to do. Um, an element of co-op in a main Final Fantasy would be quite nice. Not necessarily like you have to play it together, but your friend could hop on and like battle with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would be quite nice. Um, I know they're remastering um, Final Fantasy Chronicles for the GameCube, which is fully co-op, which is quite fun. But yeah. that's the, I think that's the only co-op Final Fantasy they've done in the past. It would be quite cool to see it if they did it kind of like Divinity style, where you can play the game on your own. Yes. But you can also have someone hop in to play another party member. Bang that Divinity drum. Oh, it's just so good. Like, Divinity is such a good example of a good RPG. <laughs> exactly. A good example of, like, action and consequence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, airships, bring back me airships. I don't need a flying car. <laughs> I definitely do not need any more flying cars. <laughs> Give me an airship, for God's sake. Yeah. Mini games? I do miss a card game. I used to get really into the card games. Yeah. We had Chocobo racing, though, in 15. Oh, yeah, we did. Because I got really competitive over that. We did. <laughs> like, I really competitive. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, Ignis always used to beat me. Ignis was the reason I quit Comrades. Ignis is just too good at everything. <laughs> the, the thing that makes Comrades even worse when you fight Ignis is that he's blind by this point. <laughs> so you're getting, you're getting beat by blind Ignis. That's even... And he's not even been blind for that long. It's been like a few months and he like wipes the floor with you <laughs> and i'm like okay Ignis, i'm not gonna fight you anymore <laughs> oh he's just too op Ignis is too op yeah. <clears throat> um that somehow reminds me um i wish we could have more like summons being more of a thing in 16 than they were in 15 yeah felt like they were weren't like, optional they weren't this great one. like they weren't even really, optional no like, I really enjoyed it in Crisis Core with the summons because they're so badass. Like, you get a whole little mini cutscene every time you get one. Yeah, where's my and, summon like, cutscene? They literally, like, you see them actually do something. <laughs> Whereas they didn't really seem to do anything in 15. Like, half the time they wouldn't no, like, even turn up. It'd be like, I think old man Rama did some would, like, decent damage. But everyone else, I was like, what are you doing? I think I saw Leviathan once, Titan, never. I never saw Shiva. I never saw Shiva. She was too busy. Get Tiana. We didn't, girl. Like, come on, help us out here, please. See, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that would be more fun. I'm trying to think yeah. what other type of how if we had any other type of summon. Well, you had like a kind of a chocobo summon, didn't you, in 15, where you could like call your chocobo in. That was really cool. Did we? Yeah, if you have a chocobo, um, like hired. Yeah. It gets a point where you can like call it into battle and knock does like a little move with it. <gasps> well, Did you not know I this? Know. I no. used to do that like all the time. <laughs> no. Yeah. What was I doing? I don't know. But also those little like combat animations I also would like to see more of in yes. their next instalment. Like they were really like a nice touch, like when you see Ignis back flipping out the way or like 
you know the two bros you can have like two bros team up to like do a move like isn't that at one point where like gladio yeets you he does he literally just on his, on his across the field uh sword yeah his shield like stuff like that i thought was like a really nice little attention to detail which yeah. made combat a bit more interesting yeah but i guess that uh kind of relies on a not turn-based system yeah sucks to be you shut up <laughs> but yeah that's why i is... played the old ones a lot because even like non-final fantasies like every sort of rpg is it's not turn-based anymore no i guess it's, it's all hack just... and slash what's the proper I... word for it i call it hack and slash what's the word for it i don't know i don't real know how the proper word action oh thing. yeah real know. time yeah i don't know i guess it's the whole like technology moving on thing it's for the youth the youth's like they don't Real have time. smarts for turn-based. No, they, they don't have the patience for strategic turn-based. Although, however, you would think with how popular like D&D is recently, mm-hmm. that's kind of turn-based. Well, I, well, I of... think it has. Slowly you think it would like, come, it's, it's coming, coming back, back yeah. a little bit. Like, it's quite interesting to... I haven't watched the trailer or anything yet, but the remake, Final Fantasy VII remake, is you got the classic mode, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so they're implementing that the option for turn-based. So I'm turning see... that straight on. <laughs> I bet it's one of those things that you have to play the game before you can turn it on. Oh, don't. You know they will. Or it's, yeah. it's DLC content. Yeah, season pass <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Pre-order bonus. God damn it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I don't have anything else to add on 16, really. No, not do I. I think I'm done. Oh, actually, no, I do. I have one more thing. What? Which fits into an episode we will release, not next time, but the time after that, so that I hope we get proper voice actors. <laughs> Please. Real ones. Hire Steve Burton. Oh. Hire Ray Chase. Oh. And Robbie. And I, th- I thought Steve Robbie Bloom. was announced in the remake too. I'm pretty I swear sure to God wasn't. I wrote a tweet. I don't I swear think, to God. I don't. Or maybe I he, am getting confused with Ray Chase. I think you must be getting confused with Ray, because I don't think Robbie was announced. Because I'm sure Robbie know. does loads of stuff at the moment. Like he's super, always seems to be super busy. How do anyway. people sleep? Like there's some voice actors doing everything. Like how do you sleep? Um. So that brings us to the end of our Final Fantasy two parter. I think that's the end of talking about Final Fantasy fifteen and what we want from sixteen. Uh, Chloe's microphone has died. So I'm ending this on my own. I'm talking to myself. The next episode, we will be attending EGX in London in October. So I think this episode is going to be about what we want to see, what sort of games we'll be playing, um, where you'll find us, and what we're looking forward to, really. So I'm going to sign off on my own. 